All right, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. We had three games this week, and the Blackhawks actually won one of them. So that was nice. The uh, other two games, they literally did nothing. A couple of shutouts, but the middle game against the Islanders, they, you know, forced overtime, and Seth Jones got his first goal of the season to uh, win the game, and yeah, the Islanders coach got fired because of it, so I guess that's the level the Blackhawks are at now. If you uh, get beat by them, you fire your coach. Anyway, Michael, I'll ask you, what do you think of this three-game stretch? I mean, it's been more of the same of what we've seen um, kind of the last couple of weeks since a lot of the veterans uh, left the lineup. Um, although we do have a couple of them returning um, over this past week, uh, the intensity level has stayed high. The Blackhawks are skating really hard, playing a 200-foot game. They just unfortunately have no skill in the lineup and cannot score. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. And the fact that they did score four goals against the Islanders is a pretty good indication of why that coach got fired. Um, because the Blackhawks had not scored four goals in, uh, I mean, it took them one, two, three, four, five games to score four goals uh, in uh, in all of the games over the last two weeks. So it's been a real struggle to put the puck in the net, but the Blackhawks are out shooting opponents on occasion. They are outworking them. Um, Razik has been terrific. Um, with, you know, a couple of minor quibbles here and there with some soft goals, but that's always going to happen a little bit here and there. Um, Soderblom's even been playing a little better. And so, yeah, they've they've basically been in every single game. It's a lot of two-to-one losses, two-to-nothing losses, that sort of thing. Um, but, hey, I, you, you cannot complain about the um, level of effort. Yeah, I mean, even last night, against the Canucks who are much better. Much they, better. They played hard. And I mean they just outshot them. They were better, but yeah. Yeah. I mean they basically got off to a really rough start like the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um the Isaac Phillips, Louis Crevier line or defensive pair uh got caught out there a couple of times. They gave up two early goals and that was basically it the rest of the game. Um you know, Morazic did have to make a couple of big saves here and there. I want to say Vancouver put at least one off the post as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we completely shut them down. But mm-hmm. when you consider the offensive firepower that Vancouver um, has played with all all season, the Blackhawks did a, a credible job of, of uh, keeping them to the outside and preventing a lot of goals. And I mean, they, they played enough of the game in the Vancouver end to, you know, to threaten them. And, you know, if there was a little more talent in the lineup, a couple of those goals, or, you know, a couple of those shots probably go in. Uh, you know, it's just, and I think the, the real encouraging thing was this was a road game. Mm-hmm. The success that the Blackhawks have had over the last couple of weeks their their two win or their three wins um 
over these last two weeks have all been at home. The road efforts is where they've really, really struggled to score goals. I mean, it's now been their last two road games. They've been shut out in both of them. And the one before that, they only scored one goal. So even though last night was a shutout, I feel like that was their best road effort in quite some time. And, and I mean, the Blackhawks are now riding, I think it's like a 17 game road losing streak. It's, it's insanely long. Yes. And I mean, that's what they're going to have to contend with uh, the next uh, stretch of games here. I mean, that Vancouver game was the start of a long road trip. So, yes. um, you know, they've got to figure out some way to get on the score sheet if they hope to win any of these games and break that losing streak. Yeah, and we're breaking big news here. You do have to score goals to win games. You do. And it helps to score more than one. Yes. I, I, I just, you know, there, unfortunately, there's not a lot they can do with the with the players that they're that they have out of the lineup. I, um, I mean, they, they do still have a couple of guys that can shoot the puck. Um, you know, we Seth Jones finally got his first goal. Um, he was kind of struggling the same amount last year, where he only had like one or two goals. Yeah. Um, during the the first half of the year and then scored like nine or 10 or something like that in the second half of the year. So maybe we're getting, now that he's on the score sheet, maybe he kind of gets on a little bit of a run here. Yeah. Alex Vlasic is trying to generate offense. He's not good at it yet, but he's at least got the confidence where he's going to try some stuff. Yeah. As you say, this kind of leads us into it something we've been seem to be talking about every week but you're talking about players that can't score and just once again uh reichel got scratched and yeah i just i don't know it's not getting better it it isn't um i've been against sending him down to the ahl all year um i've been we gotta keep him in the lineup He, he should work through this he should work through this uh I'm kind of at the point where this is kind of the last thing you can try. Um, this is now the second time you're scratching him. There cannot be a third. If if he sees another dip in play after they insert him back in the lineup, when they remove him, they need to send him to the AHL. Yeah. Uh, it, um, I, there's really no other ways to go about it. Um, everything they have tried with him, switching positions, moving him up and down the lineup, moving him in and out of the lineup hasn't worked yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been their worst forward all season um, with like maybe five games as an exception um, other than, yeah, you know, just that handful of games here and there. And they've been, they haven't even been like consecutive games where he had like a nice stretch. It's been one game here, one game, three weeks later, one game, four weeks later. It's, it's, it's been really unacceptable. Yeah, and that's a, I agree with you too. And it's it's not like this is the like a loaded lineup. You know, no. the worst player. I mean, this is a team desperate for offense, and he is their most skilled offensive player right now. Um, I, I don't even think there's any question no. that he has the most pure skill of anybody that they have available. And the fact that you know, I mean, we are addressing three or four AHL players. Mm-hmm. right now but 
they're still choosing not to put him in the lineup last night. And that tells you exactly um, what level of play he is performing at right now. And yeah, uh, you know, hopefully this lights a fire under him or, you know, something clicks with him. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he gets back in there. He's going to have to turn it around real quick. Otherwise it's just time for the AHL again. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's very disappointing because he had very, and he started to play not great at the end of the year, but last year. He, uh, he, he was a legitimate NH. I mean, he looked like a legitimate NHL player. He looked like a middle six forward, um, you know, and that was coming off of a very successful AHL season. He was one of the, the leading scorers down there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he looked just fine last year when he came up for, I think it was like the last 20 games or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was, wasn't a great defensively, but he was doing enough offensively to help, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say carry his line, but I mean, he had some nice chemistry with Athanasiu and yeah, I mean, they were putting up points and, you know, I mean, we, we, we look back on those last month of, of the regular season last year where fans were getting frustrated because the Blackhawks were winning too much. Um, Reichel was a big contributor to that. Um, But this year, yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally been nothing. Um, Yeah. It's one thing. It's like, it was like defensive issues that he was having. You can understand that we, but it's the offense. He's, he's, there are games where he is just completely invisible. It's like, he's totally caught in between right now. He's, uh, I think early in the year he was struggling defensively. Um, you know, he was they were they were trying him at center, and he was spending the majority of his shifts in the defensive zone. His line just couldn't get out and generate anything. They were getting stuck. You know, when they moved him to wing, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, it's going to take some of that defensive pressure off of him. He's going to, you know, jump at some offensive opportunities, but it he's just playing with no confidence and no jump in his step. I mean, he's a, he's the fastest guy on the team, you know, as well, at least with Athanasiu out of the lineup, he's the fastest guy on the team. We never see it. No. You know, we saw it last year. Yeah. It's like this this year, year, everything like, is so tentative. Yeah. This year, when you do see it, it cut, like, it seems like it he takes like three play. strides and then he wants to get rid of the puck yeah. and he's, he's never driving to the net. He's yeah. It's, He's not forechecking hard. He's not backchecking hard. He's not, yeah. you know, he's not skating hard when he has the puck. He, it's it's really frustrating to watch. And I mean, obviously Richardson and the organization is fairly frustrated too at the moment. But you know, it this can still be just a bad year, and he can get back on track. But he's got to start. Doing <laughs> he's got to start doing something. Um, you know, relatively soon. Otherwise, it's going to be a completely lost year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, at this point, all we can hope is you know this latest tactic works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's those things. I don't want to keep talking about it every week, but they keep doing stuff like like scratching him and stuff, and we have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's not like we have a lot of other topics to no. talk about either. I mean. Um, if we wanted to spend 10 minutes talking about Rem Pitlick and 
Zach Sanford, I guess yeah. we could, but uh, I don't know what the point of that would be. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, there's there's essentially like six guys on the roster right now that yeah. that matter, and Reichel's one of them. Um, and you know, we have to keep bringing him up, um, just like we need to keep bringing up that Alex Vlasic is really good. Yeah, you know, he's he's playing very well. You know, where Reichel is playing with no confidence. Vlasic is playing with confidence. And like I said before, it's not translating into anything right now. You know, he's skating the puck out. He's passing the puck out of the zone. He's leading the rush sometimes. He had one move but, back right where he got to the net. Oh, yeah, he generated that nice chance, yeah. Yeah, um, but for the most part, you know, he skates the puck into the offensive zone, and then he turns it over. I, you know, it... it that's not that's not the worst thing in the world for a rookie. Um, you know, like I said, he's trying things and he's he's hopefully learning and building on that. And we're just not seeing that with Reichel. We're, 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 you know, it's it's like a the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. You you can fail at things, but still be succeeding in your progression. Reichel's literally doing nothing. And that's so, one of the things that I was going to say with just with prospects in general. You never know what's going to happen when they get to the top level. Give them, yeah. Like you look at them in the minors and you see their mm-hmm. stuff, stuff, but some guys they get up there and it just clicks, and other guys it never does. And you can never right. really know. And, you know, it's not like this was an unknown concern with Reichel. I mean, when he was drafted, his size was an issue. His compete level was an issue. Um, I felt like he was starting to answer those concerns over the last year. He has gotten bigger. He's still not strong enough, but it, I mean, he's been making progress. Um, and he played more aggressively going to the, towards the middle of the ice, driving to the net. He was doing those things last year, both in the AHL and the NHL. You know, I mean, there were still times where he would drive to the net and get knocked off the puck because he's not strong enough yet. Okay, that's fine. But he was trying. Yeah. This year, he's not doing anything like that. And even when he does get involved in board battles or, you know, he does a little forechecking or a little backchecking and tries to put pressure, they're just shrugging him off. And I don't, I, I don't really have an explanation for that because, in theory, he should be even stronger this year than he was last year. But he's not playing that way. Yeah, this is one of those things that that. So basically, that was what the warning when he was, you know, brought in. That was if it goes wrong, it'll go wrong because of right. what we're seeing right now. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the, we do have to consider the possibility that you know he's never going to get over that hump, but we've already seen him play better than he's currently playing. So yeah, I mean, you got to stick with him um, and, you know, having a lost season in the grand scheme of things might not end up being a big deal. I mean, the Blackhawks are going to be bad again next year, but you know, you bring him back into camp and if he plays well, great, you know, you, you know, he gets back on track and, you know, he can still be a part of the future, but 
you know, he, he, he comes into camp next year and he's still playing this way, then yeah, you're going to start to start looking at other options, but um, you know, just for the meantime, it's frustrating, but it's not hopeless. Yeah. I did think it was kind of interesting watching this game on last night. I didn't realize how many former Blackhawks were on the Canucks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Lafferty, um, Pia Suter, and uh, I'm forgetting somebody. There's one other one. Yeah, Zadorov. Zadorov. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're all playing pretty well for them. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's good to see. I mean, um, that's what I was saying last night that Cuban missed Zadorov, which made me. Zaitsev. Or Zaitsev. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the, <clears throat> I feel a little bad for, for Louis Crevier and uh, Isaac Phillips in because neither one of them are NHL ready. And not only have they had to play a lot of games of the NHL this year, but with the injuries that they've had, they've even been forced to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not a good recipe for those guys. They're, they, those two guys, if they are going to be in the lineup need to be paired with somebody competent, <laughs> they can't be paired with each other. It's just not going to work. Um, and the Blackhawks adjusted to that as the game went along. I mean, those two guys started off together, but then as the game went on, they played less and less with each other. Um, the drop-off we've seen from Tenorti from last year to this year has really affected things. Because, I mean, he's in the same boat as Reichel. Yeah. Uh, with the injuries that the Blackhawks have, Tenorti should be in there. <laughs> But he's been playing so awful that he, you know, he got scratched last night in favor of two rookies who have been really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and because <clears throat> I mean, you know, the game before, yeah, the Blackhawks won, but the the pairing of Tenority and Phillips got mm-hmm. absolutely caved, and they had to do the same thing where they had to break those guys up um, as the game went along. And that's unfortunate because the, the 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 top two pairings, when they've been able to play together, have worked pretty well. Um, I mean, Vlasic and Jones have 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 stayed together most of the year when those guys have been healthy, and they've got some chemistry. And um, Korchinski and Magna have have played pretty well together, even though it's a relatively new pairing. Obviously, with Magna only having been here for you know a few weeks, but they've been solid together when they've played. But these last two games, they've had to kind of break up that that Korchinski Magna pair because they've got to put somebody with the other two rookies to uh, uh, prevent um, you know a total defensive collapse. And maybe when Zaitsev when Zaitsev was healthy, they were able to do that. <clears throat> you know, I mean, he was able he was able to play with one of those guys. Yeah, or Connor Murphy now. If right, right. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, he got hurt like a week ago, and the hope was that it was going to be a relatively short-term thing, but they just put him in IR. So who knows how long that's going to be now. Because before I I kept getting my um, Russian defenseman with last name Z mixed up in my head, so I apologize for that. Oh, yeah, no worries. Easy to do, easy to do. Yes. All right, so I guess now we can look ahead. It's going to be, uh, like you said, West Coast 
swing, so it's not going to be easy. No, no. I mean, they play <clears throat> tomorrow night here in Seattle for me. I'll be there. Um, it hopefully goes better than it did the last time where the Kraken destroyed them to the tune of, I believe, 7-1. to one. And, you know, the Blackhawks are definitely playing better defensively now than they than they were back then. So, um, you know, at, at the very least, I'd hope it's it, they're not going to have the score run up on them. But, you know, again, the Blackhawks are they're on this long route losing streak. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> you've got to expect anything at this point. And then they play back to back. They go from Seattle to Edmonton and the Oilers are the hottest team in the league right now. Yep. Um, they are destroying everybody. Um, I think they're on like a 14 game winning streak. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It's um, it's, it's ridiculous at the moment. And so, yeah, uh, that's obviously not going to be easy. And then, you know, they do get a little bit of a easier road after that, where after, you know, playing in Edmonton, you, they, uh, get the, the flames a couple of nights later in Calgary. Um, mm-hmm. Calgary's also playing a little better than they were earlier in the year, but they're also not playing well enough to avoid a massive trade deadline sell-off. Yeah. <laughs> so, the um, played well you know, them. they did. Before, so. They did. And the trade deadline's still a month away, a mm-hmm. little, little over a month away, I guess like five weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anybody's going to get sold off. Um, between now and then but you gotta know that that stuff is going to start weighing on some of those veterans yeah. you know, like hey where am i going to end up where am i you know mm-hmm. they, they know it's coming now they, they they're at the point in the season where there's no real hope for a turnaround and like a late playoff push they're they're, they're out of it. Them a while, yeah yeah you know and they you know we already seen his door off getting mm-hmm. traded away from there yes um and there's going to be like another five veterans from that team um, at least it seems like that are, that are going to get moved. So um, that's, that's certainly a, a vulnerable team mm-hmm. right now. Um, and so I'd say of the three games this week, that's probably the most winnable. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we just got to hope and hey, you know, maybe by the, that flames game, maybe somebody comes off the IR and helps yep. to, um, I don't know that we really got anything else to talk about this week other than, you know, Hawks are playing hard and hopefully they get rewarded at some point on the road here. That'd be nice. And I guess they did win the game last week so that, you know, can happen. Of course, on Twitter, Michael, you are? MJ underscore Ernst. And I am STH85 and you can get the podcast on the Apple podcast app or Spotify and yeah, we'll be back and Michael, you can give us your uh, in-person account of the Kraken game tomorrow, and yeah, it'll be fine. I, I, I didn't have any nice things the last time <laughs> um, I got to watch it, so uh, hopefully it's a little better. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs>